Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. John Grayson out for the week. Back on Monday, Jason Nivens from Afternoons on 98.9 The Rock is here. yeah. Here is your adult content, awful, serious story warning. Um, But it's a story that we just can't ignore for the day here. Uh, And we're going to do the version that comes to us out of Channel 9 uh, because of court documents and what we know about what happened with the story. And forgive us, there's a lot of details to this that we're going to have to kind of work our way through here. Um, But it's, um, there's just so many directions that we're going to go, but we have what starts as an argument over cheating, cheating allegations that escalates into an 18-year-old being fatally shot and a 45-year-old elementary school teacher being charged with first-degree murder, two counts of armed criminal action, first-degree assault, and unlawful use of a weapon. So, yeah. Um, So this starts at 1 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. I think, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think it starts earlier in the day when... The individual yes. in question and his wife return home from a pool party where they had been drinking. Yeah, so that's key. They are they are definitely intoxicated. They are definitely uh, um, um, not of the right minds. Not to say that this is justification for what happened. I'm just I'm, I, this isn't just a random out of nowhere. They started fighting. This was they had been at a pool party. They've been drinking. The woman um, discover discovers that cheating has happened on the individual in question's phone. And that's when the argument escalated. Yeah, we'll use um, last names here just to kind of keep stuff straight for everybody. So Stephen Woods is the 45-year-old alleged killer here. And the 18-year-old who died is Joseph Bonacorso. Um, And some of you that are up that way kind of are familiar with those names. Um, So, yes, as Niven said, police think the violent incident started as Bonacorso's mother and Woods, again, he's the suspect here, returned home from a pool party where they had both been drinking And they said an argument broke out between the married couple after evidence that Woods had been cheating was discovered on his phone. So mom tells police that Woods broke down a door and assaulted her, the mom, after she barricaded herself in a bathroom with his phone. The argument escalates. There's a third unidentified victim here who calls the 18-year-old Bonacorso to ask him to pick them up from the home. Come here and, and help us out. At the time of the call, police think the 18-year-old was out getting food with several additional witnesses to the incident. So the 18-year-old gets home along with a witness. They reportedly hear yelling and see the 45-year-old Woods going back into the master bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was also an open call that was recorded here. The third unidentified victim left their phone open and recorded some of this. And in the argument, 
So then the argument becomes between the 45-year-old and the 18-year-old. Yes. Uh, and in that argument, the 18-year-old can be heard yelling, are you going to shoot me like you did your dad? Like you did my dad. Or excuse me, like you did my dad. Yes. yes. Uh, shortly before, Woods allegedly opens the bedroom door and opens fire. Um, and apparently what he was referring to is that police confirmed that Woods shot Bonacorso's father during a 2016 incident later deemed to be a part of um, self-defense. Where? Oh, yeah. Crime scene personnel found 10 spent nine millimeter shells in the master bedroom. So he fired that gun 10 times. And as the bottom line says, these charges against Woods remain allegations at this time. Yeah. And he's presumed innocent until proven guilty. So there's a lot in this story. Um, the, I am curious, the third unidentified individual, that to me would sound like possibly a younger sibling. I, I, I Yeah, I have no way to know. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I mean, I know we're speculating here. Yeah. But I feel like that's that might because why would you say why would you call the other per, the eighteen year old to come get you? Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you're because you think little sibling, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know these individuals. I, my heart goes out to them because this is that's, that's heavy. So there's a lot in this story from Channel Nine, and this is appropriate uh, about the issue of domestic violence you and know, and that that being how this started, which is absolutely how this started. Yeah. And then it escalating. And as you mentioned, the involvement of alcohol and this getting out of control. And now you have an 18-year-old student at Staley High School who who was the ultimate victim of yeah. this. I mean, bashing down the door, that sounds like something that we've been here before. Right. Um, the, the, the incident where it was an act of self-defense, but uh, the, 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 the 18-year-old in question whose father was shot. Yeah. yeah. It, I it makes you wonder. Did he live in that house? Because uh, could you live? It with- sure seems that way. But again, we're uh, we're it, left to guess on it, that it, a little it's a lot bit. Of speculation and, and obviously not knowing the individuals in question. Like, but yeah, I mean, this. Uh, I, I, I I don't even know where we go in this story. Well, and, and if you have thoughts here, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. And you know, the other part of this that's being mentioned is that it's been a rough go here lately for Staley High School. And there's also, again, we're kind of left to guess based on some of the comments that this 18-year-old made. Like maybe there was some history. Well, obviously there was. But maybe there was some ongoing conflict, mm-hmm. uh, I think is the nice word for it, between the stepdad and the 18-year-old. Yeah. Because at one point, he's almost challenging him. Like on this on this phone recording, like he said, are you going to shoot me like you did my dad? And a witness in the home told police that Woods yelled, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot. And then opened fire. Yeah. And the 18-year-old can be heard yelling, shoot me, shoot me. Right. Like they're challenging each other. Right. Right. Back and forth. I I clicked on the link for the uh, probable cause document. And and just like... uh, victim two, which is which is the the woman here, uh, she says that there is a history of verbal abuse in their marriage. I so, bet. So it's it's definitely. Um. So again, I'll come back to sort of the conversation that we started with earlier today. We don't know about their marriage. We don't know, um, you know, what their history was there. But clearly, uh, we have an incident of that starts a domestic violence involves a gun involves alcohol. You have mom who is hiding in a bedroom to try to escape this. If your line of thinking is correct and it and it's very logical that you have another kid in the house that would call the brother and say, "Hey, need your help. Yeah. Can, can you come?" 
and you have the 18 year old who was trying to defend mom, you know, and, and trying to protect mom. And then this happens. And again, now you have an 18 year old, um, who is no longer with us. And yeah, it was, um, I had to look this up out of Fox four, but yeah, there were two teens that were injured from a shooting on Friday night. And that, that were also, all three victims were students at Staley High School. Jeez. Heart goes out to you. If you are a parent in that school or that district or you are up that way, talk to us about how it's going and how you're feeling up there. Mm. I, I just can't, um, I just can't imagine. And again, he was a teacher, an elementary school right. teacher <laughs> in that district. Yeah. Which is something you would never, we just don't think that. We don't think that about teachers ever, but especially an elementary school teacher. And and like if you're if there is a sometimes when there is this domestic um, violence situation, it's 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 almost like that some people just that silence is better instead of addressing it. And if and I don't, I'm not we some people sometimes push, push things under the rug or sometimes just well it doesn't affect my family just yet, you know, and yet. This individual, again, innocent until proven guilty, was a a, a what teacher? A, a teacher up there? He was a elementary school elementary school teacher. Yeah. So he's in the community. He's yeah. part of the community. Yeah, uh, you're right. By the way, I'm looking at a different version of this that said it was another child of okay. Wood's wife. Okay. So, yes, sibling of the 18 year old right. that called him and said, "Get there." Yeah. I guess the bigger question that I ask is um, usually domestic violence starts less severe and becomes more severe over time. And I don't want to have a conversation in which there is victim blaming, but I ask the question about when it starts, how do we keep it from escalating to this point, I guess? And, and, And you look at everybody involved. How do we keep situations like this from getting to the point where you have an 18 year old who has died? And a family that's absolutely traumatized and, and sounds like had been yeah. in the past. How do we keep it from getting to that point? And I don't, um, again, I don't, there is a lot of psychology behind why you don't report this to police. There's a, there's a lot to that. That's complicated for why you don't report it, for why you don't. Sometimes it's financial reasons. Sometimes it's there are mind games going on. There's all kinds of manipulation involved in that. But I ask, like, kind of from from a community standpoint, what are the things that we should be looking for? And maybe this is a thing where we get an expert on with us later this week. What are the things that we should be looking for? And and what's the way to step in so that this doesn't get this far? It's just incredibly sad. It's 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 horrific. I mean, it's it's utterly horrific. Like, I. And again, I just think about like the fact that this guy was an elementary school teacher up in Smithville, um, which means he was in the community. You knew him, right? Yeah. And 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 maybe I'm naive to think that people would talk about boy, yeah, their relationship's pretty volatile, or maybe they don't. Maybe it's maybe because and it, it, as we know, you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, right? You really don't, yeah. Right? And and. Uh, Maybe maybe there's just no one really knew the extent of the situation, but that's again that's a big that's a big jump to go from you know verbal abuse to something breaking down doors to you know to firing weapons. Uh, Tester makes an interesting point. I'm concerned the teacher had shot someone and was allowed to keep teaching. Right. Uh, we maybe need to find the details of that case, but they said it was self defense. 
So maybe because it was declared. So I assume then there weren't charges there. I guess it wouldn't. Yeah. If it was declared self-defense, he right. probably didn't face charges. So if it wasn't his fault, then right. you get to keep teaching. Um, 913-586-7798. A lot of comments are coming in on the text line. Uh, yes, yeah, Staley High School is where uh, Ralph Yarl attends also. So what a time for that school. Um, I remember in my in the entire time that I was in high school, way back when, we lost one kid. One kid died in my four years of high school. And it was always accidents. Yeah. My high school was out in the country. It was always wrecks that happened on sure. the country roads yeah. in ice. Yeah, It was never crime. It was always just, and th- let me tell you, that was traumatizing when yeah. you had one kid in your high school over the course of four, heaven forbid there were two kids in a year. I mean, that was unheard of at we, the time. Yeah, we lost, we lost a couple of health issues, and then I lost a friend to, to suicide from a gun. So, yeah, that was that was heavy. Um, and, and, but this, I can't imagine this situation that th- those folks are going through up there. Uh, somebody asked about the gun. We don't know yet about whether that gun was obtained legally. We, mm. we just don't know anything about that yet. Texter just said, as a gun owner, I feel more and more every day that letting everyone have guns is a terrible idea for society. Yeah. Feel free to continue to make that argument. I mean, feel free to. We can we can definitely go that route. 913-586-7798. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll get to more of your comments on this next here on KMBZ. Phone number 913-586-7798. Nivens is in for John Grayson. Um, I get that it's tough. I get that this is a tough one, and it's 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 also hard to know what to say about it. Uh, we're just talking through some of what happened here um, with this Smithville Elementary School teacher who was in a fight with his wife early in the morning on Sunday. They'd been at a pool party. There was alcohol involved. Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. She suspected him of cheating, found evidence or alleged evidence of that on his phone, so mom locks herself in a bedroom with that phone. The guy, dad, um, I guess we'll call him dad here, the man in the situation, loses it. I mean, starts screaming at her. She says he he assaulted her. So then the 18-year-old son, her son, is called home. And we're learning a little bit more maybe about who who was involved in that that we'll get to here in a second. And the 18-year-old sort of challenges him and says, what are you going to do, shoot me? And he does. And they find 10 spent shell casings on the ground and the 18 year old died. What did you find about some of the witness stuff? Well, I'm just, I'm going through KSHB now on this and reading what it is. Uh, It says that when the pair arrived home, Wood's wife allegedly grabbed his phone after he fell asleep, which means he probably passed out. Mm -hmm. Sounds like she drove them home. So he, again, not excusing his behavior gives you an idea of probably mindset. Uh, he told its detectives he heard Bonacorso say, I'm going to kill that MF, so he retrieved a gun. So Woods got the gun when he allegedly heard, allegedly heard the kid say this. Um, but listen. But then Woods shot him five to six times uh, after he exited the room. Sorry. I, listen, I, I was never an 18-year-old guy, yeah. but kids mouth off. We, kids we, mouth we, off. Yes. And they particularly myth, um, mouth off to their step parents, especially if mom's being attacked. Right, according to right to this, um, especially when it's one o'clock in the morning, and we don't know if the guy was drunk, but we know that he was drinking. You can totally see how this can escalate out of control. According to a personal injury lawsuit filed by Joseph Bonacorso's father, John, against his ex-wife, Wood shot him in December 2016 during a dispute over visitation at a former residence. So okay. 
Again, I'm just a, se- a separate news thing here. I'm, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's um, somebody asked, did mom then marry the guy that shot her ex-husband? Sounds well, like it. We, well, we don't know. We don't know how long they were married. Right. You know, maybe we, she was already married. Right. He might have. We don't right. know the sequence of events. It's right. possible that he shot. Let me say this. Let me say this correctly. It's possible that Stephen Woods shot the other dad after they were married. I mean, it's we don't know how long they were married. It could have been in a dispute after they were married. Right. Um. So he now has been charged with first degree murder and a slew of other things. And you have Staley High School right now. That has just been through a lot. I mean, again, this is Ralph Yarl goes to that high school. Yeah. You had two kids that were injured over the weekend. Now you have this. It just, um, this is where I say, it. I know counselors are in school and are there for them and stuff, but I don't know how you concentrate in class. I, I don't know how you teach in that environment. <laughs> That's just so much for a school to go right. through this early in the year. So... But, and, and again, it goes back to the to the uh, to the uh, probable cause statement form that the police put out. I mean, it, it sounds like there was many incidences of of, of uh, verbal altercations mm-hmm. be, between Woods and uh, his wife. Yeah. So you have domestic violence of some sorts uh, that is going unchecked. Yes. So we'll follow that story. No doubt. And see what more. I suspect we're going to learn more about this family over the next couple of days. Some of that will start to come out. But um, just unbelievable story up there. While we have a couple of minutes, uh, this just came out of the Raytown School District. Uh, Middle School, Raytown South Middle School was put on lockdown today over reports of a weapon on campus. Uh, There was a letter that went home to parents. District officials said the school team there got a report from a student who may have found a weapon in the school. Uh, Channel 9 administration put the school on interior lockdown and began an investigation. A toy BB gun was found on school property. Uh, At no point were any students threatened. Authorities said they didn't find anything else related to that uh, after an extensive search. Um, I mean, I'll just kind of throw this out there. Who's bringing a toy BB gun to school? (laughs) And um, it's not a real gun. I get it. And I don't know anymore. I, I don't look at toy guns very much. So I don't know how much they can look like a real gun. But I know that if you have a kid who's not used to being around guns, they may not know the difference. Mm-hmm. They may not be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Who is, are we not having the conversation with kids about not bringing a toy gun to school? I assume it was a kid that brought it to school. I, I, I can't believe an adult would do that. I don't, I don't remember where I heard this, but somebody was saying that um, anymore in today's climate, it might be smart for every single child to have gun safety training. Even if you are a family that doesn't have a gun in your home, because most kids don't recognize what is real, what is a BB gun, what is a toy gun, and what is just a, a, a pew-pew, as, as my son calls it. And if you are having that education as somebody who's, you know, I'm not a, a big raw, raw Second Amendment guy. I get it. I don't, I don't want to have the conversation right now. But it's, it's, we're at a point now, you know, where we, 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 have, we have more guns uh, than, than members of our society. So maybe it's best to have gun education safety, gun safety education, whatever it's called, 
for all walks of life so everybody understands because I know that I've seen like clips and stuff where like the kids that do understand guns when they are in a room and it's like a, the hidden camera and it's like, oh, there's a gun. Like those kids are like, oh, put it down. That's not, yeah. you know, don't play with it. You, you know, that could be real versus the ones that are like, yeah, just pick it up and start, you know, shoot pew pew. Yeah. I mean, in this case, I wish I knew a little more about how this came to light, but it sounds like the system worked exactly the way that it's supposed to. Kids sees what they think may be a gun. Yeah. They tell an adult. They don't handle that. They don't go check it out themselves. They don't play with it. They don't. They don't right. go to investigate. You tell an adult. An adult calls police. They check it out. The system worked exactly the way that it was supposed to. Right. But again, I come back to who's bringing a toy gun to school. Right. Do you? Uh, um, this is middle school. Well, somebody, right? somebody on the text line said, if it's a BB gun, it's not a toy. I, I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, you can take out, you, you can kill a bird, you can kill a squirrel. Yeah. Um, again, somebody else said firearms have become the leading cause of death for children over the last few years. Yes. Yeah. But have the conversation with the kids about, um, and, and I get that it's not fair. <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to have that conversation, but that a toy gun can be mistaken for the real thing. Yeah. And, and some kids don't know the difference. And, and and report it as such. Save the save um you know the the questions and save the police response and just don't bring somebody's asking what's a toy BB gun. I don't know. That's how it's described in the story. Right. I, I don't know, but that's um, if you have insight on what that could be, feel free to let me know. But that's just how they describe it. Maybe maybe it's to assage worries a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they might call oh, you put toy in front of it, it's okay, even though it's not really probably okay. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Nivens and Zim for John Grayson. We'll be back here with your comments just a couple of minutes on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Jason Evans is in for John Grayson. Hello. We're going to switch gears here for a bit. It's been a heavy half hour. And this story has been... um, Saved on my favorites list. Keep those stories we hold on to for a while for a bit here. And I just ran this by Niven. So we'll do this now. Vice.com loves a story like this. Okay. Here's when couples are most likely to break up. We did the story. Uh, The the survey came out a few weeks ago um, talking about how the number of years after a couple's been married where they often will break up. And it's very often when the kids hit age 18. Yeah. Because... They've needed to break up for a while. Mm-hmm. They don't because they want to wait until the kids are out of high school. 
And then suddenly when the kids are out of high school, comes the flood. I think it was two weeks after I graduated high school that uh, my mom filed for divorce. And, 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 and I saw that coming when I was like a... I remember having a conversation with a couple of friends when I was like a sophomore in high school. I saw it coming, right? I was very aware of it. And, we usually and, do. And, and, and my mom and, and, you know, God bless her uh, for, for what she put up with, like, probably should have done it sooner. But she was like, I just felt like I needed to hold on for you and your brother, right? And, uh, and it's interesting because yesterday my wife and I were having a lengthy conversation about, like, a third wheel, a thruple, you know, the people that have open relationships. Not that we're going to do that, do that, settle down, all you folks that are like, all right. No, no. Uh, we just both were having, just because, like, there, I don't know what sparked the conversation. And it was like we were, we were coming back home from somewhere. And it was just like people that have those open relationships that have a thruple, you know, whatever. It, to me, it's just like, and we talked about this, her and I, it, that's so much work to try and keep a third party happy and engaged, especially when you're talking about having children like yeah. we have and all that, and the amount of work that goes into it. Yeah. It was this long back and forth, but I was like, look, I am just crazy mad in love with you, Aww. and I am super happy in our family life, even though there are incredible amount of stresses with having a teenager, with having a neurospicy son, with having a toddler who is a terrorist right now. like Neurospicy, by the way, is the term of the day. Everybody, seems everybody to, loves yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, God, I can't imagine, like, trying to bring in a, a third party and explaining that to the children and all that sort of stuff. And then I made a joke because if you know uh, uh, Kelsey's ex-girlfriend, Kayla Nicole, uh, my wife just thinks that she's, like, super sexy. And I was like, now, if we find, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, a third, uh, what was it? Uh, 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 a nanny that looks like Kayla Nicole, we're in trouble. She's like, oh boy, we in trouble. <laughs> so, but we're just like, like, I can't imagine people that have those, those types of relationships. And I, I, I've known some folks that do. Um, and, 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 uh, and it just seems like a lot of work um, to me, a lot of work. It's already I'm going to let of- you off the hook here for a second and get back to what the survey says right. for yeah, a moment. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I made it very clear. We're not going that way, folks. I just think it's funny that I mentioned the point at which you break up and you mentioned that your wife and I are talking, <laughs> or the two of you are talking about people that have alternative yeah, no, we're arrangements. Not, we're not having alternative arrangements. We were just like addressing that, how people do it. Pretty wild. So go ahead. I'm gonna eat this. Here's apple. what. Yeah, you should probably just uh chill chill over there for a second. Uh, so these are the years that are considered to be marker markers or hurdles in relationships. Uh, year three, seven, eleven, and fifteen. Um, year three is obvious because the honeymoon phase has worn off and past resentments start to overwhelm the relationship. Okay, uh, by year seven. Couples can start to ponder whether they've hit stagnation and are growing in different directions. I've already gone through that. And by 11, couples will know whether they've put in the work to grow stronger and get past the stagnation, or they'll know they haven't and they break up. Beyond it, we're on year 12. Couples that break up at the 15-year mark have forgotten to be friends and have likely started living as roommates rather than lovers. They also point out those years usually come with major life changes. Couples who got together in mid to late high school often call it quits as Mm -hmm. university starts. That's year three. Uh, Couples who got together in their early 20s start to feel differently about how the next decade of their lives will look as 27 and 28 hits. Right. They also talk about the times of year where this is more likely to happen, and it's often Christmas. Christmas can be responsible for a fair amount of breakups because of the stress. <laughs> Christmas does suck. I'm sorry. Yeah. It does. They say it amplifies yeah. cracks that are already yeah. there. 
plus there's alcohol involved Man, and financial stresses. We had, I mean, I think about like like with us and, and my wife and I, like what we went through, like just losing my brother to suicide, you know, having a, a, a son, her getting uh, pregnant immediately thereafter and, and like trying to like go through grieving, like losing my brother, but also excitement about having a kid. You know, the pandemic and what that was like. Mm -hmm. She's been sober now for three years. She hasn't dropped uh, touched a drop of alcohol in that time. So she's on a whole new wavelength just in terms of like being out. And, and she went to a concert on Friday with our, our, our teenager. They went to see ZZ Ward. And she's like, man, it's wild to be at a concert where there's just some really hammered folks. And you're like, whew, that, I can feel your weirdness, man. Mm -hmm. um, but we're, I mean, even though we're going through all of it, we're, we're still just a couple of crazy kids in love. It's great. I love it. Um. So if you have had this experience where your relationship ended at one of these marks, yeah. I'm curious to know if this is true, if this has played out for people. You hear the seven-year mark a lot. This is the first I, time I've heard 11. Seven-year itch is what they call yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm talking about a couple of friends who got together in high school. They have got kids now that are older and in their, I think they can, during their, I mean, I think they've been together for over 20 years or whatever. And I think, I think one of them had started dating somebody, even though they were still like married or whatever, but then that didn't work out. So they got back together. The, the, the friends did. And I think that's what led us down this road of talking. But I think for like, I mean, at least in, in our world, in my world, I, I didn't, my first kid, my first biological child was born when I was 40. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, and then like, like uh, little Popzilla came along when I was 44. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, oh man, you're going to be 60 some years old when they graduate high school. I'm like, yeah, God willing, I make it that long. Right. But my wife was also a young mother. She got, yeah. she had a child and, and, and had, and uh, turned 21 when, and was still pregnant and then uh, got pregnant when she was 20. So like, she's had to overcome that. And then didn't you know and even and like she was almost what they would consider a geriatric pregnancy because it's she a had horrible a, term that, that, right? can we call it something else she's like this is garbage it's like, like over the age of 35 yeah yeah, yeah cool. and that was you know almost because like when she had because you know she was 30 when credence was born she was 30 you know uh 34 because we're exactly 10 years apart you know so like but it was just like for people to be like for for her to talk with people and then be like yeah you're kind of having kids later in life she's like mm -hmm. how can you say that like it's so bizarre, but it's just the way I guess we look at it, um, especially women's bodies. So I would love to know the relationship between the length of time that a couple is together for married couples before they get married and have kids and start to have some of those major life changes. The relationship between that and how long it takes before they break up if they do. My assumption is that um, I'm, I'm going to guess the majority, not all, but that the longer you're together before you get married, the more likelihood you have of your marriage lasting. This is me just shooting sure. anecdotally, but just because... We, we dated for five years before yeah, we got married. because you know yourself better. You know yeah. yourselves better, and you live together, or you have some of we those did. milestones yeah. and stresses and major maybe job changes and just all those things, and you you build your relationship first. Yeah. I, I would imagine there's a connection there. Now I'm waiting for 10 people to tell me, oh, we were right. you know, only together for six months and we've been married for 30 years. I get that it happens. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the, the, the standard operating procedure is for somebody. <laughs> what that, the norm is? The, the dating, because well, my wife and I didn't do a lot of things normally, right? Mm -hmm. Like we dated for six months before I met her daughter. Like that was a very steadfast rule that she had and I respected it. And even though we were 
definitely in love. And we knew, like, this is it. Like, I'm, I don't want to date anybody else, and she didn't want to date anybody else. We still stuck with that because mm-hmm. that was the decision that she's like, you know what, I need to, I need to put that in place. And I feel like with that, with that put in place, it set us up for success because then it, you know, then it was like certain things that before they, you know, they moved in with me. There's, there's things that transpired out that mm-hmm. made it like, yeah, it's probably best to move in. And then you know, even though it was, even though it was the five year mark, because we got married on our five year anniversary of quote unquote dating, it, it just. It, it almost became like we we did it to have this, the the ceremony and the fun and the party, but like we were already there, man. Right. Like we already knew we were there, so I don't know. Yeah, um, boy, some interesting texts are coming in nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. I also would I could probably find the study of the relationship between age and how long you are together or the likelihood that you're going to break up. And not that, and again, I I know that people get married when they're young and they stay together forever and, you know, and, but I think that's the exception anymore. Just the older you are, the more, the the better you are at relationships, or at least the more you've learned, the more mistakes you've made and the more you've learned, but you've made more mistakes at at the very least. And so hopefully you learned a thing or two out of that about how to be better at it. Yeah. Maybe it didn't, but in theory, that's what happened. You're supposed to, right? I mean, that's the, that's the. That's the hope is that you learn from your mistakes and you you don't act like an income poop, you know. Um, yeah, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Advice you got, what worked, what didn't, and again, these benchmarks here are, uh, are it, pretty it does, interesting. It does sound like you're correct though that people will separate once the children are gone. Yeah, I think that's. Um, but man, like we said, the kids knew. I knew, um, and and my parents were the couple that. Met each other in high school. They were mm-hmm. two years apart. My dad went off to Vietnam. They got married when he got back. Um, I was they, I was a latecomer <laughs> to the party because they thought they couldn't have kids. They tried for like okay. five or six years and couldn't. So right. for that time, I think my mom was 27, which was late yeah. for the 70s. Um, and my dad was a couple of years older than that. And they were married 19 years. Okay. But it was overall, I mean, it, you know, I, I, and I was still, I was 14, I think. Okay. Everybody knew. We knew. Yeah. And, and it doesn't help anything to just try to stick that out. Yeah. It, it didn't help anything. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think there's, I think a lot has changed though. Like you talked about your parents got married young. It seemed like that was sort of the, that's what you did. Right. That yeah. was like, it was very, it was very standard, very normal, uh, like normal. I hate, I'm not really a big fan of that, but that mm-hmm. sort of, you know, people got common, common. There you yeah. go. Very common for, for folks to, to, to do that where they get married early on. I know like, I know certain women would be close to finishing college and then wouldn't because they would get, end up getting married sort yeah. of thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it, and, I, and I don't know, if, I don't know if, if people are more open to being like straightforward with the kids now and not writing it out till like they get out of high school or whatever it is. I'm not really sure. I, I, I don't know. All I know is that I think so far we're doing good <laughs> where, where I live and that's all we're just trying to do. Phone lines are in. We'll take a break here. We'll line up your calls and wrap with that next on KMBZ. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. We're hanging out until two o'clock. I think Nivens is sticking around with Dana for a bit. Uh, so we were talking about. I am. I am. We were talking about uh, this survey or study out of Vice.com, which is taking note of the benchmarks, the time marks at which couples are most likely to split. It is three years. Yeah. Honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. Seven years. Through it. Because you're kind of been through it for a while, yeah. and now things are kind of stale. 
Uh, it is 11 years and then 15 years seems to be the other bet. And then after that, like it sort of says after that, you're good. <laughs> you should be okay. Yeah, like you should have figured it out by now. You should be in good shape. <laughs> like this is some sort of like bizarre Mario game on Mario Brothers game. You get the level 15 guys. All right, you'll be good. You'll be golden. Yeah. Um, so if you have thoughts on it, and I appreciate some of the stories that are coming in on the text line, and I raised some theories about, I suspect that the longer you are together before you get married, the more success you are going to have. Yeah. I also know more and more friends of mine that do like premarital counseling, not through a church or anything, right. but just who will go see a counselor and make sure you're on the same page about children and money and all that kind of stuff yeah. before you before you commit. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Kenny is first up out of Overland Park. Hey, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my wife have been married for 35 years. Been this year be 36. And uh, I look at it, if you, you're going to get out of your marriage what you put into it. Right. We got four boys and 15 grandkids. Yeah. Yeah, we've had problems. Sure, I, you know, everybody has problems, but if you don't work through them, you ain't going to get nowhere. Sure. You can always go find another woman or another man and you have the same problems in five, ten years. Right. Yeah, there's not. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like it's like if you drive a car, right? And this is yeah, probably a horrible yeah. analogy. But you don't ever put oil in that car. Eventually, that car is going to break down. You're like, well, I'll just give me another car. But you same thing. You don't put any oil in that car, it's going to break down again. There you go. Yep. Huh? Marriage is like a car. Right. Put the oil in it. I mean, I didn't <laughs> say it. Put the, put the turn signal fluid in as well. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. I people just don't try to use their options wisely. They just want to find, oh, I see better green grass over here. You know, it ain't no better nowhere. No, not at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. For, oh, sorry, I was too quick on the. That's all right. He's on the fine. little. X it's okay. We in got. The meantime, we, we did good. We um, did good. Phone lines are ringing nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. So if you want to, yeah, kind of, and I'm curious to know, like, is that true? Is that list of, of benchmarks true? There's, there's definitely been moments where, when my wife and I have said to each other, like, look, I know you love me, but I don't think you like me right now. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that, that's, that's probably an accurate statement. Cause I think a lot of times when these, in, when you're in a relationship, at least from my own personal perspective, and you're like, man, this, this, this woman is giving me gruff, you know, she's rough on my feathers. Realize I have to realize like oh yeah I'm giving her gruff and I'm ruffling her feathers it's a it's a it is a two way road whether we want to admit it or not yes you know like, yeah for all the things that she's bothering me about in this right I'm like oh yeah I guess I guess I am bothering her about that right now too you know? <laughs> and she has no problems letting me know so I I love that about her nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight I'm just kind of letting you go on that for well, a while I'm, I, I if she was here right now which we've had her on before maybe we'll bring her on on Friday we can, yes. we can revisit this topic and you know she has she doesn't pull any punches she right she's she's a straight dope shooter <laughs> all right Jason's next up out of Raytown hey Jason hey guys uh love the topic and everything I just wanted to chime in. Uh, my wife and I both grew up in a very small town way out in western Kansas. We met when I was a junior in high school and she was a sophomore. And we lived, our farms were about, oh, 10 miles apart. So we were able to ride the dirt bikes with the four-wheelers back and right. forth. And we'd go down to the pond and whatnot. And um, we've been together ever since through college, through everything, many moves, through the whole nine yards. And I think the biggest key of it is, if you're together when you're younger and you grow together, you can read the other person. You know when they're going to smack you. Right. They know uh -huh. when you're going to say, uh-uh, not right now, you know. 
and like I said, um, we got married, let's see, we got together in 96, we got married in 2010, so you guys can do the math, but Mm -hmm. we've been together ever since. We grew up out there, we moved out here, and I mean, we're both very successful, and we do our own thing. We've got way too many pets, and maybe that kind of keeps us busy. (laughs) We don't have any children. Never be bored, yeah. We've got aquariums and cats and dogs and hamsters and birds and lizards. and That sounds like a lot of work. work. I'm it just is. saying. Yeah. It is, but you know, it, it's busy work. You, you can't really get mad at your spouse if you're too busy working. Right. <laughs> Fair but enough. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to chime in and say, you know, hey, the, I think the, the younger you are when you, you meet the person, and you'll hear all the time where somebody met back in high school and then years later they get together. And it's kind of because they already know the aspects of of what the other one's thinking. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I think I don't know. I, I mean, thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. Although I don't know if that's not how you know my own personal experience went. But then mm-hmm. again, I mean, everyone's. I think I think, but no matter if it's you mate when you're younger or you're older, you're with somebody long enough, and you really have that deep connection. You know what they're thinking. Like I know I can't think dirty thoughts because my wife will call it out she and read I, through you, and, and I can read her mind too, mm-hmm. right? Like we have we have we're very we're very um, synced up with one another. Like we're simpatico, very much so. So mm-hmm. we're and and we're very aware of like listening to that inner voice. Like oh yeah, something's going on. Like check in, you know. All right, thanks everybody for getting here. That was we learned a lot. Yeah. Particularly I, about I, that side. Yeah. Over there? Yes. All right. Uh, real quick while we have a couple of minutes, um, as we <laughs> talk through the week about the Beyonce concert that is coming up on October 1st. What night is that? Is that Sunday? October 1st is Friday night. Yeah. Uh, no, it is Sunday. I'm right. So on Sunday, you will have the experience for the first time since 2010 where the Royals will play and you will have a concert at Arrowhead on the same day. Uh, and so on October 1st, the Kansas City Royals have a 2.10 p.m. game at Kauffman Stadium. Beyonce has a concert that night. Right. What a mess this is going to be. Oh, yeah. What an absolute. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's the Kansas last... City Star did a story. Yeah. What will that mean for parking? With the Royals game expected to end at about 5 p.m. during rush hour and within the hours of the concert, uh, within hours of the concert, what will that mean for parking and for getting in and out of the stadiums? Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Um, Beyonce is expected to have 55,000 people at Arrowhead. We do not know how many people will go to that Royals game. It's the last one. It's I the think last game of the season. It's against the Yankees. The Yankees are out of the playoff contention. So this is just like a, do you want to go see the Yankees play basically? Cause like if you, I've been out to see the Royals play. It's uh, it's a little sparse out there right now. Keeping in mind, Beyonce was supposed to be September 18th. Right. And had it been that day, the Royals game would have started at 1.10 p.m. That had been an earlier start to accommodate the concert. They didn't do that for the rescheduled date. Right. So it stands at 2.10 p.m. So, um, th- yeah, they said it's the last game of the regular season. Every game in Major League Baseball plays at 2.10 p.m. that day. Yeah. So I-, I would just caution you. I don't know what the answer to this is. I don't know how you avoid what like the sweet spot for the time is. Mm-hmm. If you're going to the Beyonce concert to get there and not avoid the traffic from the Royals game. I mean, I just, I, but again, I think, are we like, going to both? Are we going to have an extensive amount of tailgating for Beyonce? Is that, I mean, I guess we, we, we will tailgate for just about what time's anything. the concert. 
I thought, Seven? I thought they were bumping the concert a little bit to help offset some of the parking issues. Um, I don't. I'm looking to see. Um, I don't. I can't get to it quickly. Okay. Maybe you guys can. Um, I, but either way, I just think some people. The game starts at two ten. It ends mm-hmm. at five. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take you some time to get out of there. You're gonna have an overlap of traffic. Yes. You're gonna have people trying to get out of there at five or five ten after the game ends. Right. And yeah, you might not go to the concert until six. Because you'll get there early. Yeah. Because why not? You'll have people trying to get in and people trying to get out all at the same time. <laughs> go to both. Go to the Royals game. There you go. Make a day out Make of it. Make a day out of it. You've earned it. Go out there at one o'clock. You've earned it. Just commit to spending the day out there. The, the last time Truman Sports Complex hosted two major events like this was September 13, 2010, when an estimated 90,000 people in the complex to see the Royals lose the Oakland A's and the Chiefs defeat the, the then San Diego Chargers 21 14. Okay. Yeah. So this, I suspect this will be, police have said they've been in touch with everybody about the upcoming events. And so they're, they're ready to handle it, but also, be ready. Parking for only the Royals game was 10. So this is, oh, this is 2010. So this is yeah. different. So the, the parking still, it's a little bit more now. Concerts so. at eight. Yeah. Okay. You'll still have people that are going to be going at six. Yes. This might be the, the concert where you wait and go at seven. Maybe does she have I, an opening act? I yeah, have, I assume she does, doesn't she? I have she? no idea. Boy, if there's an opening act, wait and go at 8 o'clock. I don't know. This is this is not the concert to I don't know because I got in late for Guns N' Roses. I didn't think they were going to start early and they or you know before 9 o'clock, and they did, <laughs> which is wild to me, but they did. Um, but yeah. also, t- like, I, like, I'm, like, I, yeah, I'm just, yeah. You got, <laughs> I mean, like, I can get it, but you got, like, you got the Chiefs versus Jets that night. You know what it, Oh, that's true. You know? That's right. We talked about that too. That the women that? are going to be at the Beyonce concert and the men are going to be at home watching the Chiefs. And you know, except Taylor Swift may you, be there. So can who you knows? imagine being three three eleven and AWOL Nation going up against this? They're supposed to be at the Grinders on Sunday night too. Everyone's going to be tired on Monday. That's yeah. what we know. Yes. Somebody, everybody's going to be up late for a reason on Sunday night. Hundred percent. Nivens, thanks for being with me. I'll You're see you on Friday. Back with me on Friday. Yes. He's going to hang out with Dana. We'll be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.